Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. We're back at podcast 2187, and this time, we're dry, actually. We're what? We're not in a hot tub. Oh, wait, it's raining outside. <laughs> oh, wait, is it really? Well, for me, it is. It's not for me. Now, to be fair, we are on bookends of the United States of America, but it's not raining for me. What? Uh, what's the what's the temperature there? I don't know. I, I th- well, let me see. Come on. I I uh, I've been inside all day. Quarantine. Uh, uh, I don't know what it's like, Tim. According to the internet, I have it as being in the sixties. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty much fine too. Okay. I worked today. Uh, yeah, got home. That's it. I'm going into work tomorrow. All right. Mm-hmm. I didn't today though. No. No. But you got paid for today. I did. Well, I I did work from home, <laughs> but work from home. Air quotes. <laughs> I mean, work you know, from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if it's, if it's truly work from home, and it's equal, when all these things iron themselves out, you won't have to go into work every day. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Right. And your job will do that? Will let me go into work every day when this is done? No, no, no. I'm saying if it's truly work from home, and it's just as equal as working at your office when this is all over they'll let you work from home uh every oh day. yeah no it's not the same <laughs> it's not it never is i mean, I some, mean well, some places legitimately are some places yeah but i'm like you know what i do and yeah there is absolutely zero way you can do that from home every day there's no way right, right. <laughs> in some places um, it's like okay it makes sense and in the idea that you have to travel you know uh right I, if everybody wants to cut Cut uh, or make an impact in the environment, then a lot of the a lot of the stuff, a lot of these jobs could truly be just work from home. Yeah, you just have to hire people you trust. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired, Tim. I was doing homework all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which yeah, remind me to ask you about that later. But um, I do want to point out. I just realized recently that we, or earlier today, I realized that we are approximately one year away or one year out from star Wars celebration. That was, did they move it? No, from the last one. Oh, okay. That the one that I was at, it was April 11th through the 14th. I believe it was, um, that weekend. And so I saw some people on, on Twitter have been posting pictures from it and stuff. Um, and I was just looking at it. I'm like, right, man, we're, we're right about a year away. And that was, that's one of those things where it was such a good time, and and I think Jared had told me this, and he's right. Where when you're there, it's a great time, and you know it's a great time, and you enjoy it, and then you go home, and you're like, wow, that was fun. But then, yeah, months later, a year later, whatever, you're like, man, that was a legendary time, and you really miss it the farther away you get, and that's true. Especially when you're stuck in your house. Well, sure, but <laughs> but just overall, like you know, seeing the pictures again and all that, I'm like, man, that was such a good time. Everybody I met there, you were all great. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm curious about, and I was thinking about this. 
Um, so let's say they do um, keep celebration. I think right. it's in August, right? Yes. Do they still do pictures? Huh. I I honestly I think that's a big uh, it's a big question in the first place because I don't even think they're going to have it in August. Right, but I mean, it just feels like one of those things that if you if this is still running rampant, and you know. Yeah. Let's say let's say twenty five percent of the people that wouldn't wear masks are now wearing masks. Some of those things change, you know. The idea that you're gonna let a perfect stranger come up to you, let's say you're Mark Hamill, and pretty much hang on you and take a picture with you. Uh, the whole idea of personal personal space has changed, I think, with this. Well, and not just that, but also it would be hilarious. To take a picture with Mark Hamill and he has a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you, are you have a mask and Hamill doesn't? Yeah, but especially well, if they do wears though. Darth Vader mask. There you go. But like, especially if the person you're there, like you are there to take a picture with, like you know Harrison Ford. I know he probably won't be there, but just throwing it out there. And he has a Vader mask on. You're like, he's showing your friends. You're like, hey, I got this picture with Harrison Ford. Like, no, you didn't. Hey. You're like that's. That's just Mark with the Vader mask on. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Yeah. I don't. I mean, just for that reason, for just the mass gathering of people with nothing but contact over all sorts of plastic, like I don't see it happening in August. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it will either. They still haven't technically uh, uh, canceled San Diego Comic Con, have they? Not that I've heard of. That's July. Typically, yeah, we got uh three months roughly. Yeah. It's possible. Well, I saw New York Comic Con, which is in October, I believe. Um, it was, was October when I was there. I think it's the same thing again. Um, they said that as of right now, they are planning to move forward with it, but they're you know keeping up to date and stuff. If that now, I know New York's the center of this all right now in America, uh, for now. But if they end up moving forward. Or, I'm sorry, I mean, uh, if they're not moving forward, if they just keep an eye on it and it's in October, I don't see how these July and August things are definitely moving forward, you know? Well, and it's, well the other thing is they're suggesting it may be a, uh, a seasonal flu. Yeah, that's true. Or my, uh, I heard that, was it Dr. Fauci or something was saying that, uh, I think it was him, said that it could come back in the fall. It just hopefully won't be as bad because we'd be uh, better prepared, but it could still come back. I don't know. So we'll see. But, uh, and, and unfortunately, related to this conversation, I do want to mention that, as I'm sure most people have heard in the news, we did lose somebody associated with the Star Wars films um, with everything going on with the coronavirus right now. Um, Andrew Jack, who everybody would primarily remember from The Last Jedi, um, as the guy who walks out onto the sand, or the sand, the salt um, from the. Uh, trenches where Gareth Edwards is, and he walks out, uh, standing up top. It's a really like great as a whole. It's just cinematically awesome. A major emot or some something, something like that. Yeah, and he also worked as the dialect coach for the movies and Back to the Force Awakens and all this. Um, obviously, uh, he's not somebody I ever met or spoke with or knew, 
But everybody who did know him has said nothing but really, really great and positive things about working with him and uh, who he is as a person up to Mark Hamill, you know, pretty much all the way to the top <laughs> with him. Um, so, uh, yeah, so just wanted to, of course, acknowledge that. Um, uh, of course, I doubt they'll be listening, but our condolences still go to the family um, and hope that uh, with everything being as bad as it is right now, they can find some level of comfort moving through this because obviously this is one of those times where we kind of move past being a fan community of something fictional and look at the real-life aspect to it. So um, hope it all goes as well as it can uh, for them. And again, just want to acknowledge that from the beginning. Well, there was a, and there was another death reported today, not Star Wars related, but still kind of geek related. Um, Google Jaws coronavirus death. Jaws? Jaws, like the shark. Oh, really? Okay. I missed that. So that was so. Today? Yeah, well, either today or yesterday. So the lady from the very first Jaws film, whose son, uh, I think it's Alex Kidner. He's the yes. kid that, that goes into the water, and she gets upset, obviously, after her son dies. And she slaps Chief Brody in the face and said, you know, you should have kept the beaches closed. And Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, I don't know, oddly, feels like it's got a weird time to it. Yeah, because that, that movie is oddly relevant to uh, yeah right now. You can almost look at the, as the shark as a type of pandemic. Yeah, because um, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Jaws is not about the shark. It's about the people reacting to the shark and how they handle it and their interactions with each other, which is what we're living right now. Pretty much. So that, that actress passed away from uh, complications of coronavirus. Yeah, it says she was 91 on this article. 91? I didn't even know if she was still alive, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but she seemed older. She seemed older enough in that in that movie, and just uh, you know, right. You think about the youngest person in that film—not the youngest, youngest—but uh, Richard Dreyfuss is pretty young in that film, and and he's fairly old also. Right. But yeah, it's you know one of those things you're like, damn, that sucks. Well, and once again, you know, this is the real world that we are living in right now. We are all dealing with it in various ways. Um, as a reminder, there are... You deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. Well, I didn't say I wanted to, but we are, here, here we are. We've been, we've been talking about that virus for a fairly long time on this show, I think. But yeah, uh, a, a little, little while. I mean, we are a weekly show, but yeah. I mean, we were we were like, I think we started talking about it before it jumped into into the U.S. Even oh, for sure, you were calling it the Wuhan. That's that's right. Now apparently it's racist. So uh, you know, even though that's what China was calling it, and you know there there is um hmm, I'm gonna tell you that comment afterward just because <laughs> it, no 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 not because that just because it gets it borders into the politics a little bit. So I'll wait because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to uh. I, it's not a political statement, but it has to do with politicians, so I don't want anybody we to... Just try, we we generally try and avoid politics on this show. Right, as, as a whole. So again, the statement itself doesn't have to do with it. But anyway, so, um, <laughs> moving on. Um, positive good things that happened recently with Star Wars include a brand new episode of The Clone Wars. And we got to see that, which is um, kind of, it seems like it's going to be the transition episode and kind of the next one too 
from where we are right now with Ahsoka's storyline into the Siege of Mandalore, right? Because we have the introduction of Bo-Katan into this episode. Yeah, I'm wondering if in the original versions of these, if they even showed up. I want, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, but uh, I, I, I'm really, really liking these episodes. Oh, yeah, no, I think it's great. This one especially, when I, or not especially, but I was thinking about it when I was watching this past episode. Um, it really, there, there's just an entirely different vibe to this from the animation we've been getting recently. And I don't mean that to down the other ones, like Rebels and Resistance. I'm not comparing it to that, saying that one's better than the other, even though, I, well, I personally do prefer Clone Wars, but uh, <laughs> I'm not using this to down the others because I enjoy those too. I'm just saying that this... Is it's like a completely separate entity. It's not like an average Star Wars animation that we're starting to get accustomed to with these other shows. It's like a, a cut above everything else, which we've known from the first six or set was seven seasons. We're in the set, first six seasons of Clone Wars, but it's just I like that they really didn't seem that they skipped a beat, and that this is a genuine continuation of the Clone Wars that we all know and we all love, and uh, that. It's just great. Like the camera motions and everything. Like, it's just it's all good. Top notch. Well done, everybody. You know, and, and it's not, <laughs> it's not even I like your review. <laughs> it's not even that per se. It's just for me, it's just all the little things. You know, it, it it's the it's the uh and and I knew their name until suddenly it went away. The the lizard looking people. Pikes. Thank you. Good God. So <laughs> So from the from the pikes and from Kessel and from you know the other side of Kessel the nice part of Kessel mm -hmm. and, and and the talk about you know um, how how spice is actually good and right. it's also actually bad you know it's not just there's not just one use for it and it's and it's drugs which it's is also, pretty much our entire exposure to it up until now yeah you always assume it's spice running spice running it's and then it's always right. something bad and then you hear no, it's not. It's not always bad. But yeah, it, it clearly is. But, you know, then you've got that and you've got uh, the revelation of how their parents died. Yeah, which I have a quick thing about that. Okay. Now, this is probably a little picky, but whatever. I'm kind of getting really annoyed more and more with this as a plot point of making the good guys seem like bad guys because of a personal, like a family death or some sort of personal experience that somebody had. And I get that that's a thing that people do. But like, for example, look at uh, with Marvel and um, in Civil War, the conversation that the woman had with Tony Stark in the hall. Again, I get that. I understand this is kind of real world based. I understand it's an explanation for things. But I seem to be finding this more and more and more in multiple storylines where they try to, you know, throw something at you and change your perspective because here we want to make the good guys seem like they did something bad and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just what sick you... of it now because it, it's, it's like a – can you come up with a better plot line than that because I'm so it used to it. you writing. Yeah, and like and they do it again with this. I'm like, oh, let me get – before they say I'm like, let me guess. They killed your parents from that. And then they go with it. I'm like, yeah, how'd I know? <laughs> like – I don't know. I just I, I would like to have something a little bit more thought out than that. See, like when I was when I was growing up, uh, and I I'm not gonna give you a list of all of them, but but they were certainly like the movies to where the man's motivation is 
to avenge the death of his of his wife. You know what I mean? Right. And John Wick, his of, dog. Right. Those type of movies always <laughs> always appealed to me because it was like it's it's so raw and it's so emotional. And and then when I was young and little stuff, I was like, he loses the love of his life, and you know. Right. And then as you get older, it's like, okay, well, that's a trope. Right. And it's kind of old and it's tired. Uh, and so even though it might be an interesting story, it's like, you come up with something else. Yeah. So in this situation, I get what you're saying. It, it It's not one that sticks out to me, but you pointing it out, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and like with this story specifically too, I'm like, and again, I understand it's coming. If you think about the characters coming from a place of emotion with your family, all that, I can understand. But just for with me and how my mind works, I would think at least after a few years, I'd be like, you know, I can't really have you know this such a bad uh, uh, feeling toward thousands of people who have done so much good for this galaxy as a whole because one of them did something that bothered me. Right, but which, I think... Which, the, other... the reaction? And I get, I get it's emotional, but I'm just like... I, again, I'm just but, like... Uh, but they didn't do something bad, though. That's the thing. Um, they had to make a choice, and they made a choice. The problem well, is, is that is, the problem is, is that for the most part, we know the Jedi to be emotionless. I mean, they're not, they're not exactly, you know, Vulcans or whatever, but right. they're told to keep most of their their feelings in check right so they don't necessarily know how to react when someone's like my parents well, are dead they're like it's i had to make a choice well okay, not just that, gotta go we have some like plo Koon who who ha- does have a little bit more of that like paternal sure. emotion or whatever so but but the thing is for me i'm just like um the bad thing itself you can even excuse that i, I just mean the reaction to it this is what they had a hard time with the characters right uh, Trace and, and Rafe, right? They had a hard yeah. time with the what they were kids. told by the Jedi. Yeah, and again, I understand that, but I'm just like, at this point, it's been how many years? Surely you've come across the vast majority of good that has happened by now, and that one thing, I get you might not like that one person, but it, you can't blame an entire, again, thousands of people under one umbrella because of one experience you had with one person for 10 seconds. Well, see, here, here's what's confusing me a little bit about the way... And I don't even know the way the new canon is. But I was always under the uh, under the impression that... And I think George Lucas even said this at one point, is that Obi-Wan and Anakin and the Jedi were heroes. Like, people were watching holovids of them uh, doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know if that was just something that that I took as an opinion or whether it was actually said, but that's what I had thought, that they were like, they were well-known. Almost like real-life Avengers for them or something. Kind of, yeah. So so now that, that they're kind of playing the idea of some people, even though the Jedi were in their midst, they didn't even believe that they necessarily did anything. You know, I'm not quite sure which way that goes. Yeah. And I, you know... I understand them wanting to establish the difference between like the layer or the levels of like thirteen, thirteen versus the top level and all that. I get that That's too, that, that divide, um, and having this perception difference between how the top might think about the Jedi versus the lower levels. Again, I understand that, but that I feel like you write a different story to get you there. Did anyone go back and watch uh, that episode of Clone Wars? That you know, huh? 
the Clone, the episode of Clone Wars where her, par- her their parents died? Was it actually in the show? Oh, I don't know. Because it was, you know, Zero the Hut escaping. I think that was the the bounce. The what was it? The episode with Cad Bane and all that, where they were breaking them out of prison. See, I was trying to place the Jedi she talked about. I don't know, but she was talking about. She was talking about. I think she was talking about Cad Bane was going to shoot something, and the Jedi stopped it because they're breaking out. You know, Zero the Hut or whatever. And okay, that's yeah. the, like the end of season one, I think. Right. But I haven't watched it. I've been, I've been busy. <laughs> you know, I haven't either. But I, I was curious about that. Cause, yeah, when she was describing everything, like said Zero the Hut, obviously. Um, and especially when she was describing the Jedi, I was wondering if she was going to describe Luminara, but I'm not sure if that really fits. Um, yeah, not sure who it was. I'm curious to see, though. Yeah. Anybody has any theories or if you've seen anything about that, let us know. You can, like, tag us or something on Twitter at Podcast27 because I think we both like to know more about that. She's called Corey. There you go. We're- or text Corey if you have his uh his uh, text. I don't think I do. I'm not cool enough for that. Uh, <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Well, we're gonna also mention because this is stuff we're, we're catching you up on things you need to know about Star Wars. Um. As of right now, it has been reported that uh the Obi Wan Kenobi series will be coming to Disney Plus in 2022. So, um, of course, two years from now, approximately. And uh, the Cassian series is still slated to be next year, 2021. So even with everything that's been going on, uh, last we heard, they were supposed to start filming Cassian in June. Uh, we'll, again, we'll see how what happens if any of this is changing. But for right now, the, they're still planning to have Mandalorian uh, later this year. Um, the Cassian series next year and the Kenobi series the year after that. Well, and also Disney just you know moved around to all the dates for its movies because obviously things are getting shifted around, shifted around due to the coronavirus. Right. Um, but the next Star Wars film is still scheduled for 2022. Yeah, I, I saw that as well. You're right. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but they better have the greatest script ever. <laughs> well <laughs> i'm like and if they keep it on this schedule cool i mean it, i'm more than happy to get this stuff sooner than later but um we'll see what happens but we're just updating you that as of now that's the slate for how things are going to be coming to us so i'll take it yeah me too i'll take i'll take it and uh let's see what else i think you wanted to discuss another bit of development well, the... speaking of speaking of scripts and the greatest script ever, and, yeah, uh, and the Obi Wan series, and the Obi Wan series, and and they announced a uh, a new writer, yes, for the Obi Wan series. What was his name? Joby Joby Harold. Joby Harold, and I had no idea who this. Was. None, off the top of my head, until I looked into it, and then I realized that he wrote the script for uh, King Arthur, the King Arthur that uh, recently came out. Um, directed by uh, Guy Ritchie, and I love that movie. I don't know if uh, it's so underrated; a lot of people hate it. Uh, but <laughs> damn, I love that movie. So yes. uh, a lot of people hate it, and uh, we just hired him for the Obi Wan series of all of them. That's like yeah. the one that the most people are looking forward to out of any of this recently. Even the movies, well, like the most people are looking forward to this Obi Wan series. 
Yeah, so far for the first, like, when they hired the first guy for it, I was like, who? And they hired this new guy, and I was like, who? I, they just keep hiring people. I don't know. This, this so, doesn't seem... Honestly, even though I don't have a problem with what this guy's written before, this is not. this does not seem to be the show that you give, you know... Well, what's interesting uh, too, a, I'm a C list writer on. Well, I'm seeing this right here. It says that apparently this this place says that he produced Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow's amazing. Yeah, my god, like, I, I like that movie. I just didn't think I thought of him as a writer. I didn't think he would have produced something that he didn't write, but I think he produced a couple things actually. Uh he produced something else if if you look it up, Ken. I am on it. You pull his name up. I think he is mostly a producer for things. All right. So, the filmography for Joby Harold as a producer. He has produced. Um, Edge of Tomorrow was the first thing. Okay. <laughs> um, My Blind Brother, King Arthur, Underground, the TV series, Robin Hood, John Wick, Chapter 3. Wait, wait, Robin Hood 2? I like that movie. Hold on, let me just make sure. It's, it's the Robin Hood with Taron Egerton. Yeah, I like that movie. Well, apparently he executive produced it. Well, he, he has his niche. As a writer, here are his credits. Awake, which is a movie from 2017 no featuring Hayden Christensen and Jessica Alba. Ooh. Did I say 17? I meant 2007. Seriously. <laughs> The very first, the first real person is Hayden Christensen. Possibilities. And mm-hmm. Fisher Stevens is in it. Okay. Terrence really Howard. That's, that's, that's good. How did I not know this movie? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna watch it now. I mean, between him writing, it's it's the first writing credit he has. And uh, it's a crime drama mystery. I'm so watching that. An hour twenty four minutes. I'm gonna keep that up so I can look into that. Um, King Arthur was the second thing he wrote. Yeah. And then everything else is either in post-production or announced. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird choice. Oh, he also directed the movie Awake as well. It's a weird choice. I'm not going to deny that. It's a weird choice. And and I wonder what the pitch was that he did to where they're like, all right, let's go to you. I also wonder um, how much they've they've figured out Directing because like, I noticed that Deborah Chow um, was slated to direct it, uh, and as far as we know, she was doing all of the episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they went out of the way to say she was doing all the episodes, and that they were not going to do a Mandalorian and get the multiple directing thing, right? Right. It's just going to be her doing all of it. Because that's the last I heard, but they haven't really talked anything about the directing in a while, and I no, hope I... that's still the case because her, her episodes of the Mandalorian were fantastic. There's so much going on. Oh, I'm like, I hope it's the case, but there, yeah, I feel like there's way more going on behind the scenes than we'll ever know with this thing right now. Ewan McGregor was on the Tonight Show not that long ago, and he confirmed that this started out as a movie that they ended up switching over to a TV show for Disney Plus. I think, I think the idea for this is the right one in that, but announcing it's the problem. What you really need to do is you need to hire this guy, Joby, whatever, Harold. <laughs> yes. Have them work on the scripts, and when you like the scripts, when the scripts are tight, when there's nothing really that needs to be done, then you hire a director, and when you get that director signed, and then you announce. 
that needs to be the that needs to be the plan. Not we hired this writer and we hired this director and we hired this you know um, we hired the actor and the scripts are great and we're gonna direct it. Well, if the scripts are great. Why'd you fire the guy? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm looking at what else he's doing down the road. Yeah. He is also going to be writing the screenplay for an untitled Transformers project. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, I think he's part of the pitch. I don't know if he's doing it or not. It says screenplay on IMDb. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that I think they had a different, a couple of different people write screenplays for the new Transformers. He is may or may not be used. Okay. Um, it also says untitled I Am Legend reboot as a uh, producer. Uh, 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 hold on. Sorry. It was a long weekend. That one is too on the nose. I don't need any I Am Legend. We're living it. We don't need any virus outbreak. Yes, right <laughs> well, now. well, I'm just like, I didn't even know that they were going to reboot that, but here we are. And I can't, this is weird. It says at the top of his, in the little bio, it says that things he's known for include The Flash coming out in 2022. But I don't oh, yeah. see it. But I don't see it anywhere under producer, writer, director. None of it. I don't see it anywhere. Well, who knows know. after Ezra I, Miller chokes somebody out? I don't know. So I'm looking under everything, and it's not listed anywhere. Did, did you other see that video today? No. Oh, you didn't see the video of Ezra Miller choking a woman out and uh, for? Oh. No, like for real? Oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Well, that's certainly not good. Yeah, it's interesting. Say the least. All right. The odd idea of toxic masculinity for that guy. Anyway, is it, was there anything else you wanted to mention about him with, with your your opinion? No, of, uh, no. I, I, I honestly, I, I liked, like I said, I liked King Arthur. I don't believe it was necessarily him that was responsible for what I like about King Arthur. I like the directing of King Arthur. I like the actors in King Arthur. Uh, and above all, I love Daniel Pemberton's music for King Arthur. It is amazing. Uh, it it doesn't really fit the movie at all, but it's pretty perfect. So, the only I can describe it. Have you seen it, Tim? Uh, no, I don't think I did see that one. You should watch it. You've got time. Just when you're working, quote air quotes, just put it on. <laughs> I just wait, 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 wait. This is interesting. On Roger Ebert's website, there's a review of Awake. I don't care about Awake, Tim. Um, it says, because he says, don't believe anything you hear about Awake. Do not talk to anyone about it. And above all, do not even glance at the poster or ads, which reveal crucial plot twists. Yeah, don't look at it. I'm not going to. Uh, but he, he just says that this movie, which was uh, withheld from critics and has a has scored a pitiful 13% on the tomato meter, for those or from those few who were able to see it is a surprisingly effective thriller and he said he, he gave it three stars and seems to have overall enjoyed it oh interesting so yeah I'll, I'm definitely I am going to check this movie out I'm trying to find out if it's like on Netflix or Amazon or what because I want to see this I always like those hype movies in a way where it's like don't get spoiled don't get spoiled you know, I, I think I saw Sixth Sense before that started to be a thing. And uh, I saw The Crying Game before that was a thing. Um, but yeah, those movies are always interesting. And this Where, is uh, a big plot twist. Well, yeah, this is post um, Revenge of the Sith, because this is from 05. Well, shit. So we have 
uh, even more acting experience under his belt. Who would might see Jumper again? Yeah, you know that's not, that's a fair point. I, I'm, do I have that? I don't I remember don't if I own that or not. I don't know. It was an early Blu-ray. I don't know. Still, or early DVD. I don't know if it's still around. But yeah, I want to see this because it's got great acting talent behind it. Again, Hayden Christensen, Jessica Alba, Terrence Howard, Fisher Stevens. Um, and it's also got um, Joby Harold as the director and writer. So if you want to, he doesn't have a lot on his resume as far as stories that come from his mind right now. So if you really want to get a good idea of the type of storyteller he is going into this Obi-Wan series, this seems like a good way to do it. I, I just love the fact that this guy wrote and directed for Anakin and now he's doing Obi-Wan. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah. Like over ten years later, like fifteen years later, like that's awesome. By the time it comes out, so All right. maybe he's got connections and can bring a Hidden Christensen for a flashback. I mean, look, that would be awesome. It would. Is awake on Netflix. Let's click this button. I'm not reading that. There's a description in the movie. I'm not reading it. I just want to know if it's on Netflix. This doesn't tell me. Clickbait. All right, I'll look it up later. Um, let's see. I think that's. I mean, is that it? <laughs> is there anything else we're gonna go over? Um. Huh, uh, no, I think that's really about it. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else though. So, uh, what I will say while you're thinking, there are two different projects that I wanted to uh, undertake. Actually, technically three. Um, that I wanted to be doing over the coming months. And oh wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. Um, Rise of Skywalker, all that came out in Blu-ray. Yes, uh, my my art book came. Nice. Oh, I don't, I don't have it yet, but I'm. It was damaged. It, it was oh. damaged. It was damaged in a weird way. I have to send it back. Oh, it's like before one of the pages was printed, the page was folded. Oh. So it's printed on a folded page, and if you unfold it, it's like cut, odd, and it's just off. So yeah, that was that was that thing returning. The book, um, a quick review. Uh, can I spoil the book at all? Sure. Books, books, awesome. It's amazing. It's far better than um, the Last Jedi, strictly because there are more creatures and monsters and locales. Than the last Jedi, and that's the thing that I really like about it. Right. Um, my major concern with the book is, so they did, so in the last Jedi book, you got the ending of Force Awakens, you know, as right. as the beginning of the last Jedi book, and in this book, you have the ending of the last Jedi, you know, okay, in the yeah. be- in the beginning of this, and you always, you know, that's the thing; they always have these books out right. the day of the movie's release, so obviously they don't have the ending in. There. Uh, what Marvel does is, especially for its uh, its Avengers movies, they release the art books almost six, seven months later, and it's complete. It is everything, spoilers, all that sort of stuff. Right. So I assumed that this book being delayed until, you know, March, uh, that we would get a more complete art of book. And we did not. <laughs> no. <laughs> There is crucial stuff missing. Oh, come on. I was really hoping the same as you. Like, they're delaying it. Surely. No. They have it all in there. There is crucial stuff. Oh, crucial stuff man. 
And I don't. And, and when I say crucial, I mean crucial. Okay, what kind of crucial stuff is not there? Uh, there's. I don't think there's any emperor in it whatsoever. Oh, come. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Okay, that was literally the first thing that they announced about this movie before the title. Because in the trailer, we got the laugh before the title. Oh, I'm not even done yet. There's no Exegol that I can see. Okay. Basically, the the <laughs> ending the the ending of the movie is represented by a few stills of a few stills of not stills, but a, a few concept art of you know the attack on the Star Destroyer and some ships in the in the you know atmosphere. But that's it. There is not, you know, the beginning to where it's the clones and all that, and there is not um, the ending at all where it's it's Ray and Ben and Ada stuff. None of it. It the the book you know, kind of the book kind of ends honestly. Uh, the vast majority of the book ends with the Death Star fight. You know, I can almost excuse the lack of Exegol just because of how much it was changing during production. Having said that, the Emperor? Right. I I don't see how you don't have anything at any point of him in there. All right, so now all I want is like a, a, a more advanced one for all the movies and just throw that ending in there. Yeah. Or, or give me, you know... A, a new original trilogy art book with a lot of stuff that we haven't seen. A prequel trilogy one we haven't seen in a sequel. Because it just feels so... Yeah. It's like a big missed opportunity. It's a great book, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. But it's just like, that's the first thing I look for. Yeah, like, I'm still going to get it, but like that, that is disappointing. No, it's very disappointing. All right, well, hey. In, in the scheme of our first world <laughs> problems, it's very disappointing. Yeah, well, exactly. Um... So on that awesome note, um, again, I want to mention real quick before we go, there are three different projects I'm, I'm working on uh, to to bring in the next few months, some more ambitious than others. Um, one of them is extremely ambitious, and I question myself for doing it, but whatever. Um, and just some updates on that. Um, first off, I know I mentioned in the past that we were going to be working with the Wounded Warrior Project, uh, which I was very excited about uh, for numerous reasons. Um, and basically, we were going to be doing that here in just a couple weeks, um, but because of this unforeseen circumstances with a global pandemic, um, I it looks like we're going to be pushing that back and doing that a little bit later because um, it's just not a good time to be going through something like that right now. Um, whatever resources that we have, um, you know, of course, be giving them whatever you want to be giving to people. Do it to whoever you feel is is most deserving. I know they certainly do need money and, and assistance during this time as well. Um, but just because of the nature of everything that's happening right now, it's just not a good time. So we will be working with that again in the future, but it will be at a later date. So I want to give you that update. Um, also, there is another thing that we will be doing here. Again, it's probably in, in a few weeks we'll be starting it. I'm not ready to say what it is yet. I might even, might, maybe next week, um, but soon, in, a, uh, in about a month, we'll be starting this thing. It'll take up a few weeks of time. It's kind of like a summer thing, I guess, for us or something. Um, and uh, I hope you enjoy that. We'll, I'm, I'm coordinating with different people who are going to be guests through this time, and it will be fun. And the third thing is the ambitious one that I am definitely not going to talk about right now, but it's going to take a lot of time, and I really hope you enjoy it. 
it's gonna take a lot of time <laughs> but uh, uh a lot mark how much time is it gonna take which one the third super ambitious thing that we're gonna be doing that i haven't announced yet <laughs> you have so many ambitious things on there they're all of them take time yeah, yeah, but I'm not talking. I'm, I'm talking about the one that we've we've talked about for a little while, oh, and it involves it's a, it's a it involves long. me uh, coordinating a lot and doing a lot of work, and uh, yeah, it's gonna take a lot. It's gonna take a lot. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Tim do it. I hope you guys enjoy it because it's gonna take a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's just kind of the because I know I keep I keep mentioning a lot about this stuff that we're doing and it's not fake like we're actually doing these things. Um, so the first thing up and coming though, again, we're probably going to be starting in a uh, three four weeks something like that from now roughly, um, and it will take a few weeks for us to get through. So I hope you enjoy that. I'll probably talk more about it next week. Um, so look forward to that. Um, I think we're good as far as. Uh, covering everything for this week. A little bit of a slow time for Star Wars news, but that's fine. We're still updating you on everything you need to know. And at the end of the day, I hope it just feels like you're hanging out with some friends, talking about some Star Wars stuff and other things. We're so good about limiting our conversations. We've been better about that recently, though. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to be, but we have. Yeah. And uh, Clone Wars, of course, we got that again next week. We're coming up, gearing up for the Siege of Mandalore. And uh, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Actually, I wonder if next week is going to be the episode where we get uh, Ahsoka back with the clones. We all know well, that's funny. That'd be cool. All right. Well, um, I think we're done. Thank you, everybody. And we'll be back next week talking about more stuff. Yeah.